0: It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki.
1: Beautiful night in South Florida, May 19th. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show We'll be here for the next two hours talking University of Miami Athletics. We've got a big show lined up for you. Really fun, entertaining, informative show. We'll talk University of Miami football in a moment, University of Miami baseball. We're going to talk about the ACC. The the commissioner of the ACC was on Packer and Durham on the ACC network earlier today. And actually, the commissioner has been making the tour around the ACC. And one of the things that he has made pretty clear is he wants a stronger emphasis on football he wants the acc to be even more competitive in football so we will explore that topic tonight how will the how will the acc be more competitive in football we'll do that with eric McLean from the acc network also coming up on the show we will talk football recruiting it will be christmas day for Manny Diaz and his staff on June the 1st. The restrictions are lifted on May 31st. On June the 1st, recruiting opens up, and so Director of Recruiting David Cooney will be with us here in just a couple of minutes. Also on the show, Don Bailey junior We'll talk a little bit about the Hurricanes roster. We'll take a look at the nose tackle position, also the wide receiver position with DBJ coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Hour number two, we'll talk Hurricane Canes baseball. The Canes just landed in Louisville, Kentucky. They begin a three-game series tomorrow with the Cardinals. Gino Damari will be with us. Canes took two out of three from Georgia Tech in a hard-fought series. Lost last night to FAU. ACC tournament begins next week. NCAA tournament the week after. Canes are fighting hard, uh, fighting hard to stay alive in the coastal. Two games behind Georgia Tech with three to go but they should be in the NCAA tournament. We will talk with Gino Damari coming up in hour number two. Christian Del Castillo leads the Hurricanes in hitting. What a season he's having. Not only only does he lead the Hurricanes in hitting, he leads the Hurricanes in... In great point average. So Christian Del Castillo will join us on the show tonight. Also, of course, the big news, 3.30 is the kickoff for Miami and Alabama on September the 4th. So we have, uh, we have that set up for you. So coming up on the show, David Cooney, Don Bailey Jr., Eric McLean from the ACC Network, Gino Damari, and Christian Del Castillo. But let's kick everything off by jumping into University of Miami football. The time and the date is set: Miami, Alabama, September fourth, in Atlanta, and at a three thirty kickoff for Miami and Alabama. Joining us on the show right now, Director of Recruiting David Cooney, the greatest of all time. Cooney, always great to talk to you. How you doing? Doing
3: no, great, yourself, Joe
1: so far so good okay we're we've got recruiting reopening up uh it's been like a year since you've been able to have recruits on campus but starting june 1st you're able to welcome everybody back to the university of miami what is that going to be like
3: we're excited i mean you know not being able to have contact and be connected with with any of the the recruits in any of the classes the the last year has been kind of tough for us and you know trying to you know, live within the, the realm of Zoom, and you know, just it wasn't ideal, but we made things work, and, and we're we're looking forward to you know getting guys on campus, and being able to spend time with the kids and their families, and get to you know, like I said, connect with with, with those those
1: kids. Uh, you had a very successful 2021 class, 2020 class. What are you looking for in 2022, and and where do you think you're staying right now?
3: I think we're we're in a great place. We have a you know. We don't have one kid committed, but I think we're we're in a great place because we're able to, you know, like I said, once we get those kids on campus and they get around, I think we'll we'll start to see our numbers increase. But, you know, our, our main goal is to continue to build on the success that we've had in the last two classes, you know, and just kind of make sure we're, we're honing in on our thumbprint and making sure that, you know, the kids in our day, Brown and Palm Beach counties are, are, you know, wanting to be Hurricanes.
1: Because of your success in the last two classes, in addition to the guys coming back on the roster right now, does that allow you to be even more patient with this 2022 class?
3: Oh, no doubt. I think I think you know that's kind of what what, what we're planning. You know, we just want to make sure that we're thorough evaluations because we weren't able to go out and and see guys. I think you know. You know, hats off to the NCAA with, with allowing us to, to open things back up uh, in, in June and, and allowing, you know, everybody across the country, not just Miami, to, to, you know, get true evaluations on kids and, you know, make sure that we're able to, you know, get the right fits for our program. It's, it's, it's going to be great for us. You know, huh. Kind of where we're slowing down. You know, we don't want to jump, you know, jump here first and just, you know, take anybody you want, you want the right fits for your program.
1: As we get into the summer months and the campus being open to recruiting, uh, maybe take us through some of the uh, camp plans you might have or uh, what do you think it's going to look like in in June and July for kids coming to the University of Miami in terms of uh, taking a look at the campus and maybe some of the camps you're going to have?
3: So, uh, you know, we're going to have the Manny Diaz football camps, no doubt, but uh, I think what we're really planning on is, you know, an overabundance of kids who just want to, you know, they've been cooped up in houses and not being able to get on different campuses. So we're expecting just a, just a ton, ton, ton of kids to, to be out. And of course, you know, we're, we're a vacation destination for the world. So families and and kids go ahead and come on down to, to sunny South Florida. We look forward to, you know, coaching you guys up and getting you guys on our beautiful campus and, you know, get you guys to see our facilities and, and our, you know,
1: everything that we have for you guys. Uh, David Cooney is our guest, Director of Recruiting. This question could go to you. It could probably go to a hundred other schools as well. How do you continue to compete with Alabama and Clemson, Ohio State? Those three kind of have separated themselves in recruiting. How does everybody else, uh, including the University of Miami, get into that battle and keep that battle going?
3: It's gonna to be tough. Uh, those guys have have had continued success. We gotta win. We gotta win games. We gotta win games consistently. We gotta we gotta continue to get the right kids into our program. The guys that fit us and that our scheme fits for us. And our, our coaching staff is doing an amazing job with the, the guys that we we've been able to pull into these last two classes. Uh, continue to build and keep the, the key to me. I think is gonna be keeping kids in your program. You know, with the transfer portal. So hot, you know right now uh you know you want to make sure you're keeping your kids in in your program and you know it's it's tough but you know you have to i think that's that's the key
1: yeah you know that is a really good point is it harder today than ever before to figure out what the kids want because you mentioned the transfer portal we've seen it in, in basketball where guys have been stars on programs and and despite being a star in one program they're leapfrogging to another program
3: yeah it's, it, it kind of, to me it kind of goes back to you know during the during the recruiting process and and evaluation of, of these kids and getting these families on campus just you know you you coach Diaz has done a great job with us just kind of like Detailing what he wants in the program, you know, we want canes, we want guys that fit here, we want families that fit here. You know, we want to make it hard for a family to be around us for, you know, even a month, or two months, three months. You know, and let alone two and three years to say, hey, I don't want to be a hurricane anymore. You know, we, you know, and, and at, the, at the end of the day, you know, you know, some some situations are different. You know, kids leave from for many different reasons, but at the end of the day, you want to kind of make it as hard as possible for kids to want to leave your program.
1: You have guys checking in on campus now, uh, coming in for the summer sessions from the recruiting class. Let me ask you about a couple of names. You have uh, Leonard uh, Taylor coming in, a big defensive tackle. When the University of Miami was great in the past, they always had a great defensive tackle. What are your expectations of Leonard Taylor? How quick can he help?
3: Man, I... Oh. You know, Coach Simpson is, you know, he's chomping at a bit to get to work with him. I know Coach Seeley and the, the strength staff themselves, they're they are also, you know, looking to, to get to work with him. He came in the last couple of days, just been all around the campus. And I think, you know, we're expecting him to, to be a, a, a pretty a, intricate part. You know, once he once he learns the defense and, you know, gets in the weight room, gets nutrition and things of that nature. You know, we are expectations for, you know, we don't bring kids in here to sit. We want you to come in and contribute. You know, be it on special teams, be it on you know the offensive or the defensive side of the ball. You know, um, but at, at the, the most, you know that you can do for our program is just just be a good kid, be a good student. Um, and I think that's what we've got in this class, especially with Leonard. Like you know, he he was a kid that kind of you know he's always smiling. You know, <laughs> never had, can't tell if he's having a bad day or not. So you know, when it comes to football, you know that's going to take care of itself. I think we really want to work on his off-the-field stuff, make sure, like, you know, hey, are you going to class? Are you eating right? Are you sleeping? Are you, you know, taking care of everything you can do off-the-field so that, you know, the the on-the-field performance is going to take care of itself.
1: He was the best player, best defensive player in Dade. You got the best defensive player in Broward, James Williams. I saw him play a couple times, by the way. I'm not sure if fans realize how big he is. He's a safety, but... I don't know, man. He kind of reminds me of—I uh, I hate to bring in a gator, but uh, a Louis Oliver type. I mean, he's a big, big kid.
3: Yeah, man. I like—I like to think that I'm a pretty, a pretty big human myself. Standing <laughs> standing around James, I—I kind of, you know, I don't like to feel small around <laughs> around other dudes. So. You know, I'm like, I, we got. You know, I came in. You know, on 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 Saturday when those got on Sunday. I'm sorry, when those guys were moving in and, and just seeing him and how, you know, how tall he is and how how big featured he is, man. That <laughs> he's got a lot of lot of growth potential still, you know. And just like you just said, like with us getting the best kid, best defensive player in Dade, the best defensive player in Broward. That's huge for our program. Something that hasn't happened um over the past few years and like again I said that's a testament to our coaching staff and to our head coach man that you know we we pride ourselves on our thumbprint and we're going to continue to do that and you know we want those kids in Dave Brown Palm Beach Counties all of South Florida to want to be Canes and um you know James said something to me this morning you know he you know coach man whatever you need me to do in recruiting you know I'm willing to help so that and that's that's huge in itself for a kid that he understands you know those elite players want to play with other elite players you know, and that's how you turn. That's how, you know, to answer your question, your previous question, that's how you get to, you know, get on that same level as the Alabamas and the Clemsons and the Ohio States of the world.
1: Yeah, keep getting guys like that. Okay, you've got a great eye for wide receivers. You're bringing the guys in Ramella Brinson, uh, Burchard Smith, uh, Brantley's coming in, Jacoby George. Uh, so you three receivers and a tight end. How will these guys impact the class? How will they impact the team this year? Most kids want to come
3: in and compete. They're going to come in and going to push everybody that's ahead of them. Um, They're going to come in here. They have a great work ethic. I've already saw, you know, all three of those guys down there on the jug machine catching footballs and running routes. And, you know, I think, you know, iron's going to shop in iron. You know, those guys are going to get in and they're going to come in and, and just, you know, be sponges. And also, they're going to come in and work and push those guys that's ahead of them. So I'm I'm excited because we have that you know that competition in a room, and it's it's only going to make make those guys better, you know. And then you know, you get a freshman that comes in with the with a solid work ethic. You know, the sky's the limit, man. The sky the sky's going to be the limit.
1: By the way, I don't know where you found this kid. He's a walk-on, Devontae Johnson. His name got into the newspaper the other day because Rambo calls him Des Bryant. But I have to tell you, and uh, in, in Don Bailey and I were talking about it, uh, especially during the spring. I kept saying, "Who is that guy? Who is that guy?" And I don't know where you found him, but to me, he's like a a free agent in the, at the NFL level who who really opens eyes during training camp. Now he's got a long way to go in front of him, but. Who is he? How did you find him?
3: So Dante actually found us, man. Dante was on was on Last Chance. You, he played at Independence uh, Junior College, and then he, you know, he saw that you know we needed some help in that room, and he decided he wanted to be a cane. So it, he just kind of found his way to Miami, <laughs> and <laughs> and the rest has been. Hit. He's done everything that he can do that you know any, everything you asked him to do to get on the field. I, I can see him being a strong contributor for us you know, in in some capacity, you know, be it on special teams, be it in, you know, in the receiver room, you know, helping push those guys in practice or in games, man. Like, Dante's a hard-working kid, and, you know, like I said, he turned eyes in that spring game.
1: Well, he turned eyes, turned my eyes during the spring as he went up and, and made catches in, in just about every practice. Hey, um, how do you think uh, Rambo is going to affect the team? We saw that he really came on in the spring. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts on the way uh, Rambo finished spring football and, and how he can help the team?
3: Rambo came in uh, and worked. Uh, Rambo has has a plan and things that he wants to do. He has some goals that he wants to achieve. Um, and nothing's gonna gonna come easy for him. He, he, and he just came in from day one and decided to just just work and just his his overall impact's gonna be. You'll see it uh, <laughs> come game time, man. Because he's he's always doing something. Be it outside on the judge, running routes. He him and uh, Mike Harley decided to go out there and, and compete on the track a little bit for for a little time. So you know his his drive and his his competitiveness um you guys saw saw a glimpse of it in spring ball you'll continue to see a lot more of it come the fall because he he's one of those guys he loves to compete he (laughs) he has a little chip on his shoulder he'll talk a little trash to you here and there but he's a humble kid that that just loves to work and and it's going to get after it so i'm I'm excited for him glad we were able to kind of grab him
1: David Cooney, Director of Recruiting, is our guest. You had to be thrilled as a recruiting guy to see the two young quarterbacks the way they played during the spring, uh, Garcia and Van Dyke. Uh, You had to be really thrilled with their development.
3: Oh, no, no doubt. Uh, For those guys guys to get all of those meaningful reps in the spring is going to do, you know, it's going to be tremendous for them. You know, it was unfortunate that, you know, it came at the expense of uh, being hurt, but you know, he, Derek, was still around those guys every day, giving them pointers here and there, and helping them to kind of, you know, be the be the leaders of the spring. You know, lead the team in the spring. Don't be afraid to be vocal. Don't be afraid to command your huddle. And, and just to see those guys maturity from practice one, you know, all the way to the to the spring game in the 15, 16 practice, man, it was it was tremendous. It's only going it's only going to do uh, wonders for them. their confidence moving forward. And you know I'm looking forward to to seeing those guys compete, continue to compete come fall camp.
1: You, you know, as you look at your roster, the way the roster at the University of Miami continues to be constructed, uh, I think it's very important that Coach Diaz has stayed true to recruiting Dade and Broward and Palm Beach County, but you are also really involved in trying to find great players around the country, whether that means in uh, California or Georgia, there's some other great states that are producing players and you're trying to find that right balance.
3: Yeah. And, and and see, like we we've we've come to to know that, you know, football's not only being played in Florida anymore. You know, the, the long gone are the days where, you know, it was just, you know, Florida was just a football hotbed. Everybody's playing seven on seven. Everybody's, you know, pretty much playing football year-round. The the true, you know, football enthusiasts, those kids that just love the game. So it's not hard for you to go out and and see that there's kids in California, kids in Texas, kids in Ohio, kids in Georgia, kids in North Carolina, South Carolina, all over the, the, the country that love the game. Heck, there are even kids in, you know, in the Bahamas and Jamaica. You know, there are kids all over the place. That love this game, so we're gonna we're gonna make sure we're covering covering the globe and trying to find my our our, our type of kid, yeah. you know, and and really get those kids into our program and, and you know continue to continue on the trajectory that they were on. I think that we're we feel like we're gonna be turning the corner here soon, and and you know this is gonna be a huge season for us.
1: Well, the restrictions are lifted on May 31st, so I imagine June the first. In terms of your your world recruiting, that's going to be Christmas Day.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We like I said, be myself and uh, Brooke Wilson. We were we we're out here prospecting on our campus, trying to get things set up. And like, she's done an amazing job, just you know, be making phone calls and trying to set up all type of things. Man, we we can't wait. Like you said, it's going to be Christmas Day for us and. We're we're ready and we're we're chomping at the pit to get to work, man, and to get get to sit with these families and meet with these kids and you know get them the, this this cane experience, man.
1: One one other thing, by the way, while we're on this with the local players, there was a very good article in the paper the other day about the uh, kids checking in, uh, the kids in date in Broward County who have a chance to be around their families, even even with their moms or dads dropping them off, it's a it's a tough day for a lot of the moms to see their kids uh, go on to college, but also a proud day. And for a lot of these kids, they're staying home. They might be the first to graduate in their family. There's a lot of pride for them going to the University of Miami. Oh,
3: no doubt. You got to understand, this is, a private, this is a private school education. Everybody doesn't get a chance you know, to one, go to college in itself, or two, to, to get the level of education that you'll be able to get here at the University of Miami is second to none, especially in the state of Florida. So, you know, those kids and those families to make that decision to come here, they're going to reap the benefits, you know, moving forward. You know, and, you know, uh, everybody quote on, says the cliche, you know, it's not a, a four-year decision, it's a 40-year decision. Well, this is probably the best 40-year decision you can make in all of America. So I'm excited for those kids, excited for those families, because um, we, you know, we were at our gra- our kids' graduation this past this past weekend, enjoying in that. You know, I was able to, you know, coach some of those guys on the high school level, and to see those families uh, during that time. You know, it was they were all overjoyed and you know just all emotional about it, and, and that's what it's about. You know, when three and three and a half, and those most of those guys were able to graduate early. Come in and, and graduate in, in you know thirty six months, and, and it was it was amazing, you know. So uh, I can't I can't wait to get these guys acclimated and you know get get them on the path, and then let's move on to those that next group of group of guys that we're trying to get to be hurricanes and and be a part of this amazing university.
1: Dave, always great to talk to you. Appreciate you doing a great job. Thanks for being with us. Uh, best of luck when recruiting open ups
3: definitely appreciate it
1: thanks a lot all right david cooney director of recruiting for the university of miami still to come on the show don bailey jr eric mcclain from the acc network gino damari Kane's just landed in louisville and christian del castillo the hurricane's leading hitter all coming up on the show special thanks by the way stephen preciato is our in-studio producer Cameron Gorby of the University of Miami is our executive producer of the show. So thanks to uh, Cameron Gorby and Stephen Presciato. Memorial Day is knocking on the door. That means it's summertime, and perhaps that means it's time for a change, and maybe you need to add a little luxury to your summer. Perhaps. A Luxury automobile. May I recommend Williamson Cadillac? Williamson Cadillac, a part of Miami's unique community for over 52 years. And Williamson Cadillac serves this community with the same essence that represents the people who live here. Because Williamson is Miami. Ed Williamson, his lovely wife, Carol Williamson. Nobody knows the car business better. Nobody understands the luxury car business better than Ed and Carol Williamson. And nobody understands customer service better than Williamson Cadillac you can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award-winning lineup you can make a statement in their unmistakable XT crossovers engineered to stand out I am driving the XT5 it is beautiful it is quiet it has a lot of room. It is a magnificent drive, the XT5. Or, excite your senses in Williamson's CT Sedan Series, dedicated to performance. Or, the original icon, the Cadillac Escalade. You can visit their state-of-the-art showroom located US 1 and 104th Street just south of the Palmetto Expressway or view their entire lineup online at WilliamsonCadillac.com. Williamson Cadillac, your premier luxury dealership. Williamson is Miami
0: hotline on the home of the U, AM560 and FM96.5 HD2 WQAM, driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki.
1: All right, let's talk University of Miami football. We are in the offseason for 2021, and before you know it, we'll be into training camp. What we do have at the University of Miami, Joe Zagaki with Don Bailey Jr., is some uh, more arrivals on campus, young players arriving on campus as uh, the summer session uh, will be getting underway at the University of Miami, and that means some of the local players, more local players, are reporting. And, Don, we have talked a lot. I don't know endlessly about one of the ways the University of Miami will get better or needs to get better or you'll know when they when they're back is when they have a great defensive tackle and uh, so Miami's going to bring in and he's in uh, he's on campus now Leonard Taylor five-star prospect from Palmetto High School, uh, one of the prize recruits in the University of Miami recruiting classes on campus. And you hope you'll be, you, that you'll be able to pair him right away when they line up against Alabama with Nesta Nesta Silver and Jordan Miller and and create a great rotation at defensive tackle.
4: Well, that's a spot, Joe, that, I, that every great football team has covered. And if you go back historically, to the great football teams at the university of miami or even specifically the great defenses they all have those those defensive tackles that make a difference and and he's no different and I, i'm looking forward to the fact uh seeing him once uh once camp kicks off but it's nice to get him into the system get him going to some summer school get him involved in uh some strength training and conditioning so you, you don't have to catch up on anything once once camp opens up he can go in and start learning the defense and, and learning the different uh, speeds that college football presents itself with
1: He comes in with the reputation of having great talent, great size, tremendous explosion, a high high IQ, all the things you want at that position. He comes in with the reputation of having it.
4: He does, Joe, and you know every bit of the tape that I've seen. He never lets you down. You know, that position is sometimes it's hard to grade in high school because you don't know if the offensive guard's 220 pounds, 180 pounds or 300 pounds. So, yeah, the level of competition that they face each, each week, you, you really have to evaluate that as much as you do the player. But he remained dominant, you know, the last couple years of his high school career. And I like the fact that he, he how he plays uh, with his shoulders. He, he plays low enough to where he can gain leverage. He's got good quickness. He moves extremely well across the entire defensive front. And now it's just a matter of making sure that you're in condition to the point to, to earn reps and not have a fall off. You know, I guess these guys, if, you, if you're in a rotation, you got to be able to play 30, 40 reps. You want to make sure that you can hold up at a high level for every one of those reps.
1: Uh, the Hurricanes last year allowed 174 yards a game on the ground. That was number 76 in the nation. So they got to get better in their run defense. You hope Leonard Taylor is part of the equation uh, of helping Miami get better with run defense. And mes- I mentioned Silvera and Jordan Miller. Jared Harrison Hunt, I thought, got off to a really good start last year, 6'4". Uh, he's approaching 300 pounds now, at 17 tackles a year ago. Uh, he's another player that's clearly going to be in that mix uh, for the Hurricanes.
4: You know, if you if you study that position, you love the fact that he was an athlete and, and a high school basketball player, and he, he moves that way. He's got great bend. He's got good quickness. He actually worked himself into a starting position, and then had some uh, setbacks during the season, like almost every everybody did. But he, he worked himself into that position. He's very very quick. I don't think that he had uh, a great understanding coming in to the University of Miami or to college football, so to speak, of how to play that position. He was more of a guy that was projected because of his size and athletic ability, but the dream has come true. And the fact that you've got – Coach Stroud did a great job with him uh, last year. He's going to get more coaching this year. They had to change it to defensive line coach. And you're going to see him really participate more and more, but you'll be impressed with him as a pure athlete.
1: Uh, others expected to enroll for the summer session at the University of Miami include five star safety James Williams, tight end Kelly Brantley, running back Thaddeus Franklin, defensive end Jabari Ishmael, defensive tackle Alan Hay, center Ryan Rodriguez, uh, guard Lawrence Seymour from Central, receiver Romello Brinson, receiver Brichard Smith, receiver Jacoby George, and cornerback Malik Curtis, uh, linebacker Tyler Johnson. Uh, also expected, perhaps for the second uh, summer uh, session, Summer B, Cody Brown, the running back from Tennessee, will be here, uh, plans to be on the University of Miami campus by June and enroll in August. So uh, Miami getting some of these players in, getting them acclimated to what it's going to be like in, in training camp. He's got to get ready here in a hurry with Alabama knocking on the door.
4: How you do, and you know, let's go right away The tight end spot with Brantley, Miami basically had no tight ends in 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 the spring so that's going to be an option right away he's going to be able to to come in and hopefully participate and help fill the lack of void with depth due to miami's injury but every one of these young men that enrolled early you know I like the fact that they're able to get in the rhythm of college You're from high school or and, and you in really a lot of them's senior years were totally disrupted because of the covid situation but You've got to go in and you, you learn to get the classes. You learn that you're getting up early every morning. You get better. You're A lot of guys are getting uh, better just because of the nutrition standpoint of it. And they're going to be able to make some gains in the weight room strength-wise. In the next uh, two months or three months, you're going to see some of these guys are going to already start to transform their body. But they're going to have to be at a very, very high level if they're going to walk onto that field with uh, against the University of Alabama at
1: uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Joseph Don Bailey Jr., by the way, season tickets on sale at the University of Miami, 1-800-GO-CANES, also single-game tickets on sale. They've got some great deals for you, hurricanesports.com. Uh, we mentioned these receivers are all on campus uh, as well, and certainly that's an area the University of Miami needs to continue to improve and prove uh, with the competition and also find guys that make it easier to score. That's what college football is today. You got to be able to score uh, and score in a hurry. Uh, last year, the Hurricanes uh, scoring wise uh, were over 30 points per game, uh, 34 points per game. Uh, and that that's great. 34 points per game you think is really good. But in today's game, that's got to be somewhere between 30 and 42 points a game.
4: Yeah, I think everybody'd like to see that number, including Coach Lashley right there at 40 or 42 points. And let's be real about it. It starts with catching the football. So, uh, they've got to make sure that Miami improves in that cat, and just in that area of, of the position is just make the catch. And I think we saw some success come through spring. You know, you saw Restrepo. Uh, he had, he had a very, very good spring. Smith had a, had a, came on at the end was a little banged up in the beginning but overall i believe um you know rambo is going to make a huge impact for miami at the receiver spot but that's we're we're talking three or four names you've got to try and get to to five six seven or eight you know the more the merrier at that position and unfortunately you have to think that you got to prepare yourself to lose somebody or two people at least for a game or two or maybe an entire season due to injury so you, you never really have enough numbers but this is the time of year when you start building chemistry. And, you, you've, you know, Derek King is, is being able to throw the football around a little bit. So is Van Dyke and, and Garcia. It's a good time for these young receivers to get in and get an understanding of the routes and the timing and, and the touch of each of these quarterbacks. Because as of today, we really don't know what's going to happen at that position. It's all going to be based on the health and the rehabilitation of De'Eric King.
1: Uh, You know, you mentioned Rambo, and I I found this very uh, funny. Uh, Rambo had a quote about a particular player, and you and I saw this kid during spring football, and he has made it now into the newspaper, so maybe people will hear his name, but he wore number 88. Devontae Johnson was a walk-on wide receiver, and we watched spring football, and he wasn't on the roster. And I kept asking you, who's 88? And you said, I don't know. And then you said, you need to find out who 88 is. That's your job. So I found out who 88 is before the spring game. It was Devontae Johnson. And now Rambo comes out and says the, the most exciting walk-on player was Devontae Johnson. Big body, catches the ball. No one but two guys are going to have to take him down. He says we call him Bean and we also call him Des Bryant. So, would, would it be an amazing story if a walk on from Georgia somehow cracked the rotation?
4: Joe, I'd almost bet on it, wouldn't you? I mean, it,
1: it, and he was good. By the way, he was really good in spring football. And I said to you, he's like the he's the NFL NFL version of a free agent in training camp who flashes. The question is, does it? Does he do it with consistency in training camp all the way through?
4: Well, I don't. I can't answer that yet. But I can, we can answer what we saw in spring training. He did it. I mean, every every day that we were there his number popped up. And, and I, I mean, we, we were both enamored by the guy. He, he's, he's big, he's strong, he can catch the football. And I think he just consistently was making plays. And I think that's something that has lacked at that position. And I think they're getting great coaching at, at that position, at the wide receiver spot. Um, they're, they're, they're getting an understanding of routes. They're getting an understanding of the quarterback's relationship with the receiver. But You and I are witnesses. Number 88, <laughs> he showed up every single day we were there, whoever
1: he is. I think it's a great off-season story. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, while I also talk a lot about uh, you need to be able to score fast, and I think that's a big part of the game. I think it makes life a lot easier when you get layups. I think this has gone under the radar for the University of Miami offense and offensive coordinator Red Lashley. How much better – their execution got during the season a year ago, and hopefully this carries over. But maybe people did not recognize this. Over the last six games last season, the University of Miami offense put together 12 touchdown drives of 80 yards or more. That's pretty good.
4: That's an insane number. That's an insane number because for especially we know college football is full of mistakes. So to imagine that you can go 80 yards. you got 12 80-yard drives over the last six games. You think about that. Just getting through, just getting through an 80-yard drive is almost nearly impossible in today's world with the, with the penalties, with the interceptions, with the fumbles, with the miscommunication. And Miami did it again and again and again. And it's no mistake that it was the last six games. That's a lot of when Miami really was able to get a grasp of this offense was the last half of the season. They had basically no spring football last year, had very limited uh, exposure to this offense, and then all of a sudden it seemed to click. And I think part of the, the proof of it clicking is the fact that you get an 80-yard you get 80 yard drives.
3: And that's,
4: that should be the norm, and you really don't think about it but that's, that's a hard task. I don't know what the numbers are on percentage of 80-yard of drive scores, but it's not very high.
1: And then the other thing I think they should be uh, complimented on is the offense, the Hurricane offense, uh, had only nine turnovers in 11 games. Now, there are other turnovers on special teams that count, but in terms of the offense, they had nine turnovers in 11 games. That's a pretty good number.
4: You'll live with that. You'll you'll sign up for that one today. You know when you and, and it's all about protecting the football and uh, there's nobody that's more, <laughs> in tune to, to the giveaway takeaway category, on both sides of the football than, than your head coach. I mean, he made a he made a living off the takeaways uh, as a defensive coordinator, so he knows how it can affect the team. He knows how it can affect the outcome of a game, and it certainly has has a big impact on the momentum of a football game. So Coach Lashley and and Coach Likens and that whole staff, they all talk about protect the football, protect the football, but also throw the football where the receiver can catch it, not where the defensive back can catch it.
1: They they, they also had receivers uh, at the end of the year uh, finish uh, with over 100 yards receiving. Yeah, I think it was in uh, four of the last five games. Now they would have had five. Uh, Jordan had 96 against Oklahoma State, and of course they would have gone had a receiver over 100 yards had there not been a few drops. Um, De'Ara King, he's continuing uh, his rehab hopefully back here and uh, for training camp and ready to go uh, for Alabama. Along the lines of not turning the ball over, uh, probably worth noting that his touchdown, the interception ratio, uh, was was pretty darn good. 23 touchdowns, five interceptions.
4: Yeah, it's almost five to one. And, you know, my personal feeling is is that the impact of De'Eric King cannot be judged by any statistic. I mean, that's a phenomenal number. It's almost five-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. His over 500 yards rushing certainly made a difference in games. But what he does, what he what, how he has impacted this entire program, not just the offense. Everything is a, it's an offensive thing. It's a team thing for D'Eric. He is the leader of this football team, and he's leading right now. And he led through the spring. And you say, well, he was hurt. How did he, he lead? But By how the example he sets on how he's handling his rehab you look at he's on the sidelines in the spring game actually calling plays he's in tune with the offense when you and I are watching practice you always saw him coaching up the other quarterbacks and this guy's encourages both sides of the football his his input as far as study goes his weight room presence and now what he's doing with his personal rehab he's he's the example that you want and if we can get a couple more guys that that just buy in the way that Derek King does, they transform an entire football team. But Joe, he's been absolutely priceless for the University of Miami.
1: The dead period in recruiting is lifted on May the 31st. The University of Miami will immediately start having high school players and coaches on campus. They have not been able to do that for more than a year because of the pandemic. I think it's worth noting in recruiting in the last two years, Miami got the best running back in Dade County, the best running back in Broward County. Last year, they got the best offensive player in Dade County and the best offensive player in Broward County.
4: I like that. Yeah, you've got to make sure that you get the best that fits your program and your neighborhood, and that and that's what Miami's done. But you also have to realize that you have to go national. You've got to be able to go all over, anywhere in the country uh, that you find someone that can help your program win football games, and that they want to be a hurricane. That that's a fit. Because you go back and again, the beauty of of history tells you so much. At Miami, when Miami's great, there's guys from all over the country. Whether it's California or the Pennsylvanias, the Ohio's, and now you know Miami's done a, a great job in the state of Georgia. They've gotten some players that have really helped them in Georgia. They've gotten some players uh, from from New York that are, that are coming into play. And it's imperative that the Canes the Canes keep recruiting on a national level because everybody's coming into the state of Florida. There's no more secret in the state of Florida that uh, Coach Schnellenberger and, and Coach John. Had, But now everybody's in on it. So you've got to go anywhere possible that you need to, to to get a player that can help you win a football game.
1: Well, in a couple of days, the countdown is going to start because we, we are within uh, like three days of 100 days before Miami and Alabama. We're closing in on the 100 day countdown to Miami and Alabama.
4: Well, and we're also about 350-some-odd days from your from your next big birthday. But I'm, I'm, I'm a happy, happy, happy belated birthday to you. I missed it last week, but uh, I, I read a little note for myself to wish you a big happy birthday this week. And uh, we'll start the countdown for the big one uh, right now. I guess it's about 358 days. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll make sure we keep track of that.
1: Yeah, we can put a pause on that one. All right, Don, we'll talk about Hurricanes football again next week.
0: Okay, Joseph, have a great day. Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click williamsoncadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagaki.
1: All right, thanks to uh, Don Bailey Jr. for joining us here on the show talking University of Miami football and, of course, David Cooney, Director of Recruiting, also talking about, well, what else? Recruiting and University of Miami football. September 4th, 3.30 p.m., Miami and Alabama. They will kick it off at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in front of what uh, what the folks in Atlanta say will be a full house. So the University of Miami will announce their ticket plans for the Alabama game after June the 1st. Uh, how you'll be able to purchase tickets for Alabama. Those, um, that information will be coming up on June the 1st. Still to come on the show, we will talk more about the ACC and ACC football with Eric McLean from the ACC Network. We will discuss with Eric, how does the ACC close the gap on the SEC? The commissioner, the new commissioner of the ACC has said he wants to make football a priority. So how do we close the gap? How does the ACC close the gap on the SEC? Does it have to do with scheduling? Does that mean perhaps more conference games? Or does that mean getting rid of the Coastal Division and the Atlantic Division and just having one conference? And at the end of the year, the two best teams, playing the ACC championship game. Now, the issue with that is there is a little rule in college football that says if you're going to have a championship game, a conference championship game, you either need to have divisions or play round robin. So they're going to have to get around that bylaw, which I would think would not be that difficult if they want to go in that direction of abolishing Divisional play, but I would suspect Coaches and athletic directors will have something to say about that, but the commissioner has kind of hinted that he is more than willing to listen to those discussions Next up would be expansion of the playoff and if you have expansion of the playoff How do you involve the bowl games in particular the major bowl games? Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Cotton Bowl. Now, this year, the Orange Bowl game is the semifinal game. Do you have those bowl games in other years as quarterfinal games? Would that be good enough for the bowls? How do we get the bowls more involved in the playoff? Obviously, one of the issues we had this past year in the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl was... Players bailing out, didn't want to play, opting out. 15 years ago, that would be unfathomable to think that a player would not want to play in the Orange Bowl game. This past year, North Carolina had several of their top players that did not want to play in the Orange Bowl game. So do we make the bowl games, the major bowl games, somehow a part of an NCAA, of a bigger NCAA tournament? I'm sure everybody has got their opinion and their formula so we'll talk with Eric McLean coming up here in just a couple of minutes then we turn our attention to University of Miami baseball Hurricanes will be in Louisville starting tomorrow Canes 29 and 17 so uh, conference play Miami 17 and 15 that's coming up that discussion coming up with Gino Damari and the Hurricanes leading hitter christian del castillo hitting 374 all of that straight ahead as we continue with another sterling edition of the hurricane hotline
0: we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch